come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Ser sentados, por favor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 227 of Word on the Main Street Podcast. I am your host, Sean Lords. Um, Brian is not joining us again this week. It is just me. So hopefully that's all right. Uh, you got. You got Sean by himself last week, and then you got Sean by himself again this week. Uh, but obviously two different Seans if you've been paying attention. Uh, but this week you've got Sean Solo. So uh, enjoy yourselves. This is episode 227. I think I already mentioned that. But just in case you needed a reminder, I, I've got your back. Uh, but before we get into anything, we do want to thank these wonderful people who are presenting the episode we've got all enchanting ears mr will schirkenbach yvonne paradise and harry and patricia lords if you guys would like to present our episodes go ahead and uh, become a member at buymeacoffee.com slash w-o-t-m-s uh if you become a member um you get all these benefits all these perks all that jazz so Go do that, and then, of course, we'll thank you at the beginning of each episode for being a member. Uh, we also want to thank our beautiful, lovely, talented sponsor, Getaway Today. Uh, Getaway Today is great for all of your Disney vacation needs. So whether you're going to Southern California, whether you're going to Florida, uh, whether you're going anywhere else, uh, Getaway Today has got you covered. They can help you with any vacation but they do specialize in disney vacations so if you guys are heading over to uh, disneyland go ahead and uh, use our promo code that's main street pod 10 that's main street pod the number one zero uh, that'll get you ten dollars off any two night or longer disney travel package uh, so tickets hotel that that stuff so if you're gonna book May as well uh, save yourself 10 bucks with our promo code. That's again Main Street Pod 10. You can book with uh, Getaway Today at getawaytoday.com. You can give them a call at 855 Getaway. That's 855 438 2929. And of course, if you are local or if you want to make the drive, if you're not, uh, you can visit them at their offices in South Ogden, Utah. And uh, I believe they are open from 9 to 5. So, uh, yeah, just just so you're aware. Um, other than that, uh, oh, I'm supposed to do my duty and tell you what you can use that $10 for. You could use that $10 towards uh, some delicious, fantastic Mary Blair themed merchandise which i'm going to talk about later but uh yeah hold on to that 10 bucks put it towards that um but yeah this week at the disneyland resort uh disneyland is open well the resort is open thursday august 19th disneyland's 8 to 11 dca is 8 to 8 
and downtown Disney is 8 to 12. Um, I'm guessing they are working on something or there's a private event or maybe they're getting something prepped for Halloween over in DCA. I don't know, uh, but they are closing early that day. And then Friday, August 20th through Wednesday, August 25th, Disneyland will be open 8 to 11. DCA will be back to 8 to 10 p.m. And then Downtown Disney is 8 to 12. So if you're going to be there, enjoy it. Please let us know how it was. We'd love to hear from you. Um, And we'll give you our contact info shortly. But please let us know how your trip goes. How this post-COVID vacationing is. (laughs) Uh, I know Sean was going to... I'm trying to remember uh, what Sean talked about last week. Yes, Sean told you last week what his trip was like. So um, feel free to listen to last week's episode if you want to hear about a post-COVID trip. Um, And then we were going to have him talk about uh, the differences between the annual passes. uh, Well, the annual pass and the the Magic Key program, uh, since he has been a pass holder for quite some time. But... uh, he ran out of time and didn't want to keep you guys too long. So we'll have to have him back on to talk about that at some point. Uh, but for now, let us move on. Uh, oh, this week at the Disneyland Resort, I gave you the hours, but there is an important closure. Uh, we, we've told you about the monorail not being open and we have no idea when. The Finding Nemo subs are supposed to reopen this winter. Uh, red car trolley, we don't know. World of Color, we don't know. But there's one thing for certain. The Haunted Mansion has closed its creaky doors as of August 16th and will reopen on September 2nd. I think we all know what's happening there. Uh, they are closing to get it all set up and ready to go for Jack Skellington and his crew. Uh, so Sandy Claus will be visiting the Haunted Mansion beginning September 2nd, uh, which I find incredibly amazing. It only takes them about two and a half weeks to do the overlay. Uh, I remember in the early days, the early years of the Haunted Mansion holiday, sometimes it would take like a month um, or or more. So they've really perfected their, their craft there, and uh, I'm proud of it. So uh, just a two and a half week period without the mansion, and then uh, we'll have our, our festive friends there. So uh, let's see. Yeah, so that's this week at the Disneyland Resort. Uh, I'm not going to do the whole Brian's Trivia Corner, but I will remind you, um, I think Sean, uh, our Wadhams Modems, gave the wrong question. So the last question Brian had asked is how many speakers are in a single Doom Buggy? So... Uh, <laughs> If you haven't answered yet, you're getting one more try. Uh, how many speakers are in a single Doom Buggy? Email Brian with that answer at Brian, that's B-R-Y-A-N dot W-O-T-M-S at gmail.com. And we'll have that answer for you next week. Unless Brian pulls another uh, another game of hooky and doesn't show up. Uh, but maybe at that point I will just give you the answer. So uh, that is Brian's Trivia Corner. Uh, Enjoy. Send him your email with your answer. 
Um, but if you want to contact me, I work hard. I'm here. Right? Uh, Brian's been gone for two weeks. Stop emailing him. Email me. My email is Sean, S-E-A-N dot W-O-T-M-S at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you, whether you just want to say hi or tell me that you prefer it when Brian's on or to tell me that Sean's a better host. You know, uh, I'd still love to hear it. So send me that email. Again, that's Sean, S-E-A-N dot W-O-T-M-S at gmail.com. You can also contact us by dialing in at 801 nine two three two four five five uh that'll take you right to a voicemail box so you can go there dial that number leave us a voicemail and uh we might even play it on the show if it is worthy am i right um but anyway again that phone number is eight zero one nine two three two four five five and then we are on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, and um, what's the other one? Uh, Clubhouse. Yeah, join us on Clubhouse, and uh, should be should be a riot. Should be a blast. Uh, we need to get on there soon. If you guys are on Clubhouse and you have a certain topic you'd like us to talk about, uh, I could hop on alone. Uh, I could bring on maybe Sean Rapier. I could bring on Brian. I could bring on some other people. Just uh, let me know what content you want to hear, and I can uh, definitely reach out to the best people to talk about it. Um, but yeah, join us there. And then, if you haven't yet, please support the podcast. There's a f- fantastic array of ways that you can do so. First being, you know, listening to the, the show every week. Uh, so if you're doing that, thank you so much. That is probably the biggest thing that you can do for us. Um, the other thing that you could do is share the podcast with those that might also enjoy it. And then of course, subscribing and leaving us a fantastic five-star review, uh, on Apple podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, TuneIn, Google Play, Amazon Music, Audible, and Spotify. We're everywhere, folks. We are everywhere to invade your ear holes. So open them up, let us in. We're we're ready. <laughs> so uh, this this gets weird when I'm by myself. So uh, yeah. Anywho, <laughs> uh, another way to support the show, of course, um, is by giving us your hard-earned cash. You can do that right at BuyMeACoffee.com/slash/wotms and donate a churro. Uh, churros are about four bucks. So. That's what we've got on there. I think you might be able to just donate what you want, but uh, you can donate us a churro or two if you prefer to go that route. And uh, yeah, if you donate, uh, we've got some stuff for you. So uh, go ahead and, and do that if you can. I know times are crazy. Times are tough. If you don't have the ability, it's okay. We we really don't require you to to go bias churros, but it is always appreciated. And we definitely do thank those that have done so, uh, already. So, um, let's see. I, I kind of blew through all that. So that's fantastic. We've got plenty of time now. I've, I've basically got to, co- uh, combine last week and this week. Cause I did have stuff prepared. I forgot to send it to Sean, uh, but he had a lot of good stuff to talk about anyway. 
So um, I just took all those things and added them to the the news since last week. So you kind of got a, a twofer. But uh, where it's just me, I don't know if I... I don't know if I tangent by myself too much. I don't remember. But uh, I know when me and Brian get together, we, we, we tangent pretty hard. Uh, so... I don't I don't think that'll be a problem, but I'm kind of doing it right now. So let's just get to it. Uh, the first item of business uh, from last week's episode that didn't really come up uh, was that, and maybe you guys already are aware of this, but they did update the dining guide. So I just wanted to give you the updates on that. Um, it's it's pretty simple stuff. Um so they, they uh, let me see here. So Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar, Tiki Bar uh, are going to start taking reservations on August 11th. And that is going to be for August 15th and beyond. So if you haven't gotten your, uh, your reservation for that and you want to go, definitely get that booked and uh, go enjoy Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar. It is at the Disneyland Hotel, so you don't even need to be in the park, just so you're aware. Uh, and then Carnation Cafe will be opening September 16th, uh, so that's exciting. Um, I, I love that place. If you haven't been, check it out. Uh, another thing that they're going to be reopening is the Disney Princess Breakfast Adventures. We talked about this before uh, Before the disease <laughs> changed things uh but it's it's a disney princess experience that is at the napa rose um so it is a little more pricey it's over at the grand californian hotel and spa this will reopen august 26th and bookings are now available as of august 11th so if you're gonna be there after august 26th and you want to take uh your kids uh, maybe you just want to do like a, a mommy-daughter or daddy-daughter date uh, to this. Now's the time to get that booked. Uh, they have like finger foods and, and all that stuff. So it's it sounds like a lot of fun, but uh, it is definitely a, a bit of a price tag on there. Uh, they're also going to be reopening Goofy's Kitchen um, starting August 18th. Um, which I believe is over at the Disneyland Hotel as well. Uh, you can get your reservations booked now. Uh, that started August 11th, so make sure that you book if that is something you enjoy. They're also bringing back Minnie and Friends Breakfast in the Park over at the Plaza Inn. So that uh, opens on August 12th, so it has already opened and bookings are available as of now. Uh, those started August 11th. So if, if any of those tickle <clears throat> your fancy, definitely, uh, book your dining experience at any of those places and, uh, enjoy. I, I'm jealous of, of anyone that gets to go and eat Disneyland food. So, uh, if that's you, I commend you and, uh, please let me know, please take pictures and send them my way. Um, so I can live vicariously through your great fortune. Um, <laughs> so, uh, next bit of news, 
I am not 100% sure what this is. And in fact, no, this is this little this is still current news. Fantastic. So there's something called the Disney Magic Bake Off apparently um on the Disney Channel and uh at the Downtown Disney District stage. They are going to be doing this in person August 20th through the 22nd. Uh, showings will be 5, 6, and 7 p.m. And it says during this unique event, kids ages 7 to 12 can put their skills to the test. Decorating cupcakes and uh, with Disneyland chef Gracie while a DJ spins some of your favorite beats. Space is limited for cupcake decorating and the event is free. So make sure you sign up starting at 4 p.m. each day at Downtown Disney to secure a spot for your children. Uh, so make sure you get that done as early as possible if you want your kids to be a part of it. Uh, so yeah, just want to let you guys know that. Sounds like it's a great experience for the kids uh, and for the parents to watch. Um, it's always fun watching your kids have fun. So um Wanted to let you guys know about that. I'm glad I caught you before it started. So, uh, Next thing, they're going to be offering dining packages for the Oogie Boogie Bash, which is pretty nifty. Uh, excuse me. So, oh, whoa. <laughs> Hopefully you guys didn't hear that one. Uh, making some noises inside my, my, uh, my body here. I don't know if they uh, <laughs> escaped into the microphone or not, but... Uh, I could hear it, and now I have admitted that I was making those noises, so now it's really awkward. So let's just move along. So the Oogie Boogie Bash obviously has the Frightfully Fun Parade, which is only during the Oogie Boogie Bash. So if you don't have your tickets to that, you're not going to be able to see this. Um, but they will be providing uh, two dining packages so the first one is going to be at wine country tutoria uh, and this is going to be dining um, so this you will dine on a delicious three course meal you'll have a starter an entree and a dessert uh, this will be prior to the parade and then of course you will head over to a reserved standing viewing area for the frightfully fun parade um, it is available for lunch and dinner on the party dates uh you must have a oogie an oogie boogie party ticket uh if you don't have that you won't be able to do this experience uh any all the kids meals for this will include an oogie boogie popcorn bucket uh, uh adults can get this for an additional charge so if that's something that you guys want uh, I don't believe I've seen a picture of it yet, but, uh, that is going to be something you can get. Um, these reservations can be made on any date subject to availability. So upon arrival, you will want to let the host know that you want to upgrade to this dining experience, um, which is subject to availability, of course, and must be made in person. So you cannot call and get this reserved you have to make the reservation in person, um, which is kind of cool, in my opinion. Uh, and then the other one is actually at Sonoma Terrace. Um, and this is a dessert party. So um, 
It says, sweeten your night at the Sonoma Terrace Oogie Boogie Bash Dessert Party with some terrifyingly terrific Halloween treats along with reserved viewing for the Frightfully Fun Parade. Uh, with this package, you will feast on an impressive selection of hauntingly scrumptious desserts and beverages. Um, this is going to be available twice per night, beginning at 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. during party nights only. Uh, children that are two years and under can attend free of charge, uh, but they do need to be seated on the lap of an adult. Um, and then advanced reservations are recommended for this one and can be booked online up to 60 days before your visit. So make sure that you, uh, you have that reservation, that you have your ticket for the Oogie Boogie Bash because you will need to show it upon arrival. Um, and that started on August 11th, so I hope there's some left uh, for your dates if you didn't know about this already. So just wanted to put that out there. It looks like there's some delicious and, and spooky looking fare that you're going to enjoy. So uh, if if you're going to Oogie Boogie Bash, please reserve one of these and let me know how it was. Um, if if not, uh, that I'm sad. But uh, anywho, let's move on. That's all the stuff from last week. Uh, this week, We've got some other news. Uh, first off, uh, Mary Nivens, I believe that's how you say her last name. Uh, she, she's been known to do these, excuse me, these, um, it's a, it's a cast tour that she's done and it's called, uh, well, I don't know what it's called, <laughs> but it, it says that she connects Disney legends with lessons for today. Uh, so she did her final cast tour, um, and, and she, I'm going to read all the stuff that she has talked about. Cause I think it's, we've got the time and I think this is really cool stuff that she does. So the first thing she talks about is the sleeping beauty castle. And this is a quote from her. It says, if you look down main street, uh, sleeping beauty castle looks so far away, but as you begin to walk toward it you realize it's less than a block away. That's because the Imagineers used forced perspective. Um, she says, life is a lot like that. You start out in your Disney career and it feels like you have so much time, but you turn around and it's 30, 40 years later. That's why I encourage everyone to live their lives with a kind of forced perspective, a clear vision of what you want to do and what you want to be known for. She likens that to the Disney career just because she does this for uh cast members but i think that's something you can apply in your life no matter if you're in a disney career or not uh just having that clear vision of what you want to do and want to be known for and go for it uh that's that's pretty awesome so uh she does this for a lot of stuff so it gives some of the examples of what she talks about so we're we're just going to go down here and I'm going to read you these things. I think they're pretty cool. It's just a handful of, I'm sure, what she talks about. But she starts off with the uh, Bill Evans window on Main Street. Um, and uh, it, it's it's the window that says Evans Gardens. Um, but it says Bill Evans, the landscape architect who Walt hired to develop the distinctive landscape design, was in a hurry with a dwindling budget as opening day approached. 
At Walt's suggestion, Bill looked up the Latin names of the weeds growing in the unfinished planters and displayed the names. <laughs> so Mary quotes and says, The first day, guests were floored with the flora on display. It's a great example of how when we see something that needs to be fixed or corrected, there's always a solution. So I think that's pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, pretty humorous there. Uh, next, they talk about Xavier Atencio, ex Atencio, as he's uh, known as. Uh, but he was a, an accomplished Disney animator uh, when Walt asked him to transfer to Wed Enterprises in 1965. Soon after, Walt asked him to write music for two attractions. Despite his lack of songwriting experience, we got Grim Grinning Ghosts for the Haunted Mansion and Yoho, Yoho, A Pirate's Life for Me for Pirates of the Caribbean. And then uh, Mary says about this, one of the great things about Walt was that he got to know the people he worked with and saw talents that maybe they didn't know they had. Do you see the people you work with for the job they have today? Or do you see them for their real potential? So great, great lessons here. Uh, next one's about Roger Bragi. Um, so, so this, this was an original Imagineer, um, that had a lot of technical expertise. Uh, Roger built everything from steam locomotives to the monorail system. And this is what Mary said about this. Uh, she said, sorry, I lost it. Uh, she said when Walt knew that he needed people who had very different skill sets, when you're choosing people to work on a team, always look for people with different backgrounds, experiences, and skills. It may take longer to get the group going, but the results will be so much better in the long run. So, and I think that's true. Just having, whether it's at work or, or you know, <laughs> uh, other things that you might be doing, having people with different perspectives is always good. Uh, even like, in our day-to-day -day life, you know, uh, there's there's people with different views, and it's always a good thing with people with different views coming together, talking about their views, and having good discussions, and it brings out uh, some real beautiful stuff. So I think she's got some good stuff here. The next one she talks about is Sherman Brothers. So you guys know them. They're songwriters that uh, worked with Disney a lot. They did a lot for... Well, they did the music for Mary Poppins and the Jungle Books, uh, not Jungle Books, <laughs> Jungle Book. Uh, and then, uh, of course, stuff like It's a Small World. Um, but it says that they were also a personal source of joy for Walt. And then Mary says this. There were days when Walt would face challenges and it was hard for him to work. So he'd ask the brothers to come to his office and play his favorite songs. Before long, his mood would change. When you're having a bad day, have that favorite place to go or person you know will brighten your mood with just a smile. The sooner you feel better, the more effective you can be. So uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. If you guys haven't seen the uh, the documentary called, uh, I think it's The Brothers. It's about the Sherman Brothers and there's a really like emotional part in that where they talk about playing feed the birds for walt so go watch that try not to uh to cry too much but the next one was for ron Dom dominguez um he actually grew up on the orange grove property that would become disneyland and then he was hired in 1955 
as a ticket taker and rose to become the vice president of Disneyland and eventually executive vice president of Walt Disney Attractions. Uh, Mary said this about Ron. He said, all of us have a responsibility to make every new cast member feel welcome and help them. You never know what kind of amazing talent they might have or the legacy they may leave. And again, she's likening this to Disney cast, but it can, it can liken to other things as well. So, uh, Chuck, uh, Boyajin, <laughs> I'm probably butchering that, but, uh, he was hired as the first custodial operations manager. And he, he's really the one that established like the, the guidelines for cleanliness. Um, he initiated a policy that is the job of every cast member uh, to keep the parks clean. And Mary said this about Chuck. She said, uh, we only had four managers of custodial in over 60 years. That kind of continuity is rare. Think about that when you plan a new initiative. How can it have a lasting impact? So there's that. And then uh, she talks about Bob Gurr. Uh, Bob Gurr, still alive, big Disney legend. Um, he's he's really the mastermind behind like attraction vehicles. He did a lot of the or all of the vehicles for Main Street. Uh, Matterhorn bobsleds was his baby. Autopia, um, and he wasn't even a formally educated engineer, which is pretty cool. Uh, but Mary said this: the reason why he was so successful on cross-functional teams was because he asked great questions until he had the root cause of an issue or the best solution. None of us can have all the answers, but we should know how to ask great questions and who and know who has the answers. So, um, yeah, great, great thing there. If you don't know something, ask somebody. Find the answer. Um, don't just assume, because we all know what happens when we assume. Am I right? Uh, the next one's Jim Cora. So he joined Disneyland as an attractions host back in 1957 and then retired as the chairman of Disney International about 43 years later. He helped develop the foundational cast member training program. And this is what Mary had to say about Jim. She said, Jim was a great mentor of mine. I learned that no matter which Disney park you visit, our cast members are what make them special. They may not look the same or have the same life experiences, but there's something special about them. Success comes when you take the time to pick great people and give them great training and tools for the role. Uh, and, and I totally agree with that. Um, and, and if you've ever been to other Disney parks, it, at least in my experience, this rings true. Uh, there's something special about them. And, uh, and yeah, so boom, diggity dog. <laughs> Next one. Um, is about Herb Ryman. So uh, when Roy O. Disney lined up meetings with potential investors for Disneyland, he needed a visual of what the theme park would look like. Uh, Herb Ryman was the one that put Walt's vision on paper. Um, and she said this about, about Herb. She said, I'm still amazed at how much that drawing looks like Disneyland. It shows us the value of being able to clearly articulate our ideas and the value of being a good listener. That is true. Um, definitely, if you get a chance, look up uh, Herb Ryman map that he basically made for uh, for Roy to take to the investors. 
It's uh, it's cool. There's some things on there that aren't there, but there's a lot uh, that that came to fruition. So uh, next, I guess uh, ABC is the next thing she talks about. Um, says when Walt looked for investors, he went to TV networks to pitch a series based on Disneyland, symbolized by the Acme Business College window. ABC negotiated a deal, giving Walt the funds he needed to build the park. Nothing, uh, this is what Mary says. She says, nothing would get done without great partnerships. Don't forget to thank the scheduler and the people who work hard every day to help you do your job. Um, next was Wathel Rogers, or Wathel Rogers. Um, so he was a sculptor that Walt asked to help develop the model shop and construct a nine-inch tall figure of a moving, talking man. Uh, Mary said this. She said, at the time, it probably didn't sound like the biggest project in comparison to other assignments, but that project led to the creation of audio animatronics at Disney parks, beginning with great moments with Mr. Lincoln. It's a reminder that no matter the project, there's an opportunity for you to shine and make an impression. Uh, Then she goes on to talk about... Jack Lindquist. Um, he was the first advertising manager at Disneyland and became the park's first president. Uh, this is what Mary says about Jack. He, she says, he created some of the best traditions here, including the ambassador program and grad nights. I once asked him how he got those ideas. And he said, you always start with what's the business need. And then you design a program to support it. Um, Mary continues to say heritage is in our DNA. Sorry. Heritage is our DNA, the essence of our brand. And that doesn't change, but traditions are the programs we create to support our heritage at a given time. And those need to adapt based on business needs. We always do it with sensitivity around our history, but we need to have courage to make changes when needed. Um, and then the last stop of the tour is at the opera house. She, uh, she shows the green bench from Griffith park where Walt would sit and watch his daughters on the merry-go-round and imagine a place where families could make magical memories together. And this is what uh, Mary says about this. She says, this is my favorite place in the park, but it's not because it's where Walt thought about Disneyland for the first time. It's because we know he got up from that bench and invested everything he had personally and professionally in making that dream come true. And if we can come in every day and do something special for guests or fellow cast members, the Disneyland will be as relevant for people 60 years from now as it is today. So I thought that was an awesome article that the Disney blog put out. I'm glad they shared that with us. I think there's a lot there that we can all take. Um, and, and apply in our lives, not just for Disney careers. So if, if you want to read it, uh, yourself, it is on the Disney parks blog, go check that out, but, uh, let's move on. Uh, there's a couple news pieces about some merch coming. Uh, the first one is Mary Blair, Alice in Wonderland merch. I just wanted to touch on this. I think Mary Blair's so awesome. Her art style is fantastic. It's very similar to Raleigh Crump, and and I think they had a lot of similarities, um, which is probably why I love both of them. But there's a ton of stuff that they're they're releasing, and this will be available not only 
on Shop Disney beginning August 16th, but it will also be in the parks in the United States here pretty soon. And it's also going to be available in Disney stores in Europe and the shopdisney.co.uk site as well. So anyone that might be listening from from Europe, uh, you'll be able to get your hands on these as well, which makes sense uh, for where this takes place. But um, but they've got things they've got like headbands that you can have. Uh, that you can purchase. This is all for the 70th anniversary of Alice in Wonderland. Uh, obviously, these are more aimed at, at the ladies uh, right here. But then they've got uh, some pretty cool um, like dining ware, some plates, teapots, uh, mugs, stuff like that. And then uh, there's actually an Alice in Wonderland doll uh, that has a Mary Blair inspired dress, which is pretty cool. And then they've got like tumblers. They've got a book um, as well. Uh, they've got like, it looks like vases, uh, planters, whatever they are, and then candles and stuff like that. So uh, there's a lot of cool stuff. So just be on the lookout for it. Uh, it should all be on the Disney site, the shopdisney.com site right now. So go check that out. There's also some Halloween merch that they've announced. Uh, so I just wanted to go over some of the highlights there. Um, I know if you're a big Disneyland fan, you're probably a big Halloween fan, uh, or at least a Disney Halloween fan. They are releasing, of course, some spirit jerseys uh, with Mickey pumpkins on it. Uh, they've got a um, Loungefly backpack that's going to have... Um, it's got Minnie and Mickey, jack-o'-lanterns, uh, candy corn, candy, skeletons, spiders. It, it's pretty cool looking. It, it reminds me of like the, the Christmas ones that they've done with like all the Christmas goodies on it. But this one's Halloween. Um, they've also got, uh, it looks like, just some cool shirts. There's a button-up flannel shirt that I kind of want. It's got uh, a skull on it with a Mickey ear hat. I think it's pretty cool. I'm going to have to go to shopdisney.com and see how much that baby is. But uh, there's some pumpkin Mickey ears. There's a a Halloween Mickey light necklace thing. Uh, I wouldn't probably get that unless I'm at the park. But uh, anyway, that's available. They've got Hocus Pocus spirit jerseys and a Loungefly backpack which I think is pretty cool. And then, of course, they've got Haunted Mansion stuff. So um, you'll want to check that stuff out as well. It's it's a little more on the... To me, it's more like the 70s punk style um, jacket and shirt and bag. It's... If you guys... <laughs> if you guys are aware of, like, the Sex Pistols, never mind the Bullocks album, it, it looks like that type of style um so kind of (laughs) weird not really my style Uh, i don't know if i would i might get the shirt but the jacket's kind of too much for me um and then of course like last year they've got uh wheelchair costumes as well as uh costumes for the able-bodied uh maybe that's a bad term to say uh but but those not in wheelchairs um of course, on the, the Disney site. 
Uh, and then they've got an Oogie Boogie spirit jersey that's pretty cool, as well as ears and a Loungefly backpack. Um, a Coco backpack, which is pretty cool. Um, and then new emos. They've got a Jack and Sally new emo, as well as... They they have a... <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows of David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> but uh, there's a, a Mickey new emo outfit... <laughs> that looks like a David S. Pumpkins suit. Obviously it's not, but it looks like it. Uh, and then they have a mini dress as well for your mini new emo. Uh, but yeah, just wanted to go over some of that with you that I thought was pretty cool. And then we're going to end on this little piece of information. Uh, this article is a horrible article, but there's some good information in here uh, from the San Francisco gate. I hate reading their articles, but <laughs> they had some good information in here about uh, the overlay that's coming to Splash Mountain. Um, obviously, we're getting the Princess and the Frog overlay. Everybody's aware of that. Whether you agree with it or not, it's coming. Uh, but uh, the Vice President of the Magic Kingdom in Florida, Melissa Valiquet, said this last week that work was being done behind the scenes. No changes were coming soon. And then she quote, she's quoted saying, it is going to take us a little bit of time to reimagine Splash Mountain. Um, obviously. <laughs> and then she continues. Oh, no, sorry. Allison Durkee says, though Splash Mountain is still open in the parks, Disney has already taking, taken other steps to erase Song of the South from its theme parks such as removing the song zippity Doodah" from background music loops, which I find incredibly ridiculous that uh, we're not even allowed to have zippity Doodah" <laughs> playing in the parks. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous. But uh, anywho, um, it sounds like if you are a fan of Splash Mountain, which most of us are, let's let's be real here. You it sounds like you're going to have a lot of time still before they close it and, and start work on everything because there's a lot going on behind the scenes that they just haven't finished yet. So just just be aware of that. If you've got a trip coming up in the near future, I'm going to say it's safe to assume that you'll be able to enjoy Splash Mountain one more time. Um, hopefully I can get there before they uh, I don't want to say ruin it because I do love Princess and the Frog and I'm very excited for it. But before they, they get rid of a, a fantastic attraction. Um, so hopefully I'll get there and I'll get to enjoy it. But uh, if not, you guys that are going, please enjoy it for me. Um, it's it's a shame that they're getting rid of everything, even down to zippity-doo-dah. But um, that's, that's the times, ladies and gents. That is the times. Um, you've heard my thoughts on the change in previous episodes. If you are curious, you can go back and listen to it. If you're curious and don't want to go back and listen to it, shoot me an email. More than happy to send my uh, my thoughts on it. Um, or if you want, basically my thoughts. Uh, there's a. Fantastic Disney legend by the name of Floyd Norman. Uh, you can search Floyd Norman's Splash Mountain. Well, not Splash Mountain. Floyd Norman's Song of the South. And you'll find his articles on it. Uh, he basically sums up my thoughts on everything. 
and uh yeah enjoy uh but that's it for this week uh i don't have anything else really to talk about so i'm going to go ahead and end that here so thank you guys so much excuse me (laughs) i'm full of burps tonight uh thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of word on the main street podcast i I really do appreciate it. And I know Brian does as well. Um, If again, if you haven't, if you could uh, share the podcast with other people that might also enjoy it, we would be very grateful. And if you haven't followed us on social media, please go ahead and do so. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and clubhouse. So go find us and uh, you know, social media it up with us. And then Again, if you haven't, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, TuneIn, Google Play, Amazon Music, Audible, and Spotify. And that is it, ladies and gentlemen. Again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this Sean Solo episode. Um, and uh, please, uh, please join us every week, every Wednesday. To hear the newest word on the main street. Goodbye. Whoa, slow down. You're not racing yet. Yeah.